Hey, man, we are back. Um, so Peyton is back in the uh, podcast studio with us today. So this is the new digs, man. What do you think? I love it. Pretty cool. I love yeah, it. Yeah. Right? I mean, got the, be... the outlet down there, you guys can't see it, but he painted over the I painted over. cord. Well, and be... you painted over the cover, and that's driving me <laughs> Dude, no, you don't understand. Like in the last studio, it drove it drove sometimes. me in a wall. It yeah. drove well, he'll beep it out, right? Yeah. So it drove me up a wall because in certain shots you could see these two white panels yeah. on the faux brick wall that we no, had. No, no, no. I was... totally get why you did it. I just would I would have loved to just get a black cover, man. They make them. Yeah, but it, black's not the same thing as gray. Yeah. It's like and, a charcoal. And I, I don't know what color this is. Sometimes it's, like it's purple. Sometimes it's gray. But anyways, yeah. we're back, man. I'm really excited to have you. You know, uh, always really value our conversations. Mm. And uh, I, over this last, um, what was it? I guess maybe last week. Was mm. it over the weekend? Yeah. It was over the week, right? I think it was it last Thursday, maybe. Yeah, it was in the week. Mm. Yeah. So we got a chance to sit down and have, I guess, probably a three-hour lunch. Mm. I thought it was just, man, it was a powerful uh, yeah. opportunity for us to kind of share and uh, one of the things here at 7020 we, we like to try to do is is to be honest mm. and to be real and to be transparent and try to bring um, the struggles that we even have as we try to work through what we know is true. Mm. Right? We know for a fact that we're born again in Christ. We know we understand the models and the way that you would that the way that we got things done prior to our salvation, yep. and we understand we are conscious of the new kingship model and what that can mean. But that doesn't mean we always land there. Yeah. So you called me, and and maybe you just give us a little background on on what that was, what that was all about for you. Yeah, I um, so that that morning actually I woke up because so that actually I know exactly what day it is because it would have been uh, New Year's New Year's Day. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I woke up that morning, and the night before I had gone out with my girlfriend, and we went to um some some things with uh, some family and stuff. And long story short, that morning I woke up because we had we had gotten into a pretty nasty fight and mm-hmm. it had just gone a way that, you know, we hadn't gone in a long time because of, you know, the kingship model and just some stuff that I've been putting into play that I didn't used to. Well, I know, and I know what you told me during that conversation was is you really felt like, you know, you you were getting it, right? right. And and that yep. your success this long period was a function of the fact that you were you were getting it. Correct, yeah. And, and, and you know, and she's even going to be listening. Um, sure. So, and, and I know, I know she, she would say, too, that it's it's been working, you know, and it's been mm-hmm. great, and it's it's been really transformative for me, too. You know, it's it saved our relationship, honestly. Right. Um, so, yeah, it was just kind of a, it was just kind of a kick in the butt um, what happened. And so, yeah, I just needed some clarity. Um, I was really feeling attacked that morning. I, I didn't want to share anything. Um, Slack's been pretty quiet between all of us guys, mm-hmm. and I just didn't. I didn't feel. Um, so I don't you, know. So, so a couple things. One, mm-hmm. your default, uh, and I think most people's default, yeah. if we're going to be really honest about it, was to withdraw. Correct. Right, and mm-hmm. so which makes her do the same and snowballs. Well, but but withdraw from the group, right? I mean, oh, withdraw gotcha. from your accountability yeah. framework, yep. right? But but there's. But I just want to take you back just a moment, though. Okay. There is this time in which you realize that you. You, you had been winning, mm. and now you're not. Right. Now, a lot of people, and I know I'm one of them, mm. uh, when I would go through these cycles, especially when you're all coming off of a long winning streak, yeah. that's a kick. Mm-hmm. Man, that is a kick in the stomach. Mm-hmm. And just how do you process? And I think so. I think we know that the next stage in that is withdrawal, because yeah. now does this system even work? What's going right. on? Do I need to be a part of this anymore? Right. It didn't work. 
And, um, and so that, that's where you sort of found yourself. How did you, how did you process the fact that you were back where you, you really didn't ever want to be again? Yeah. Um, isolation. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, it was, that was my, that was my first resort for sure. So I, but the, the thing that, the thing that really helped me this time was I just prayed. I just, it's, it's mm. become so routine now with me that it wasn't before. And I just would, you know, I'd normally reach out if it was, uh, if I was in crisis mode or something, but I just prayed and I was led to, to reach out. I typed a huge message and went to send it. It told me it was 1500 characters too long and deleted <laughs> it. And so I said, screw it and just texted you to get some lunch. So no, and I love but that praying. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just talking to God and, and saying, you know, like, I, I mean, and, and we'll delve into it on a, on a future episode, but I've been doing it with so much stuff lately and just, talking to him and, and saying, thank you for this little thing. And, and he told, he told me where to go, you know, mm. that's it. So dude, <clears throat> that's, that's cool, man. And yeah. I, I love getting that call. <clears throat> yeah. I, I think I've mentioned on a podcast, maybe, maybe I, I felt bad because it was new year's. No, I, I'm like, he's going to be doing something with this. No, family. man. You know, to me, uh, to me, the, that it look, everybody will show up at the party. Mm. Everybody shows up for the party. Right. Man, the times that you get to be a friend are the times when no one wants to show up. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so I just, I really cherish those moments. Mm. I cherish those opportunities. I think I may have mentioned, like I said, on, on a previous podcast, uh, you know, Martin got a couple phone calls that I didn't get. Mm. But Martin's equipped in a different way, sure. right, than I am. And yep. so, uh, you know, even in my own kingship model, I had to, I had to decide what that meant about my, about my identity. Yep. Um, and so, uh, I was very happy to get your call because, uh, because uh, you called me. <laughs> so, so, so take that Martin. <laughs> uh, no, no, but really in all honesty, I mean, I, I just really cherish those moments. It's, it's such a huge opportunity, but I, I remember sitting there and, and just listening to your story and there was a lot of detail, hmm. right? Uh, and I think appropriate amount of detail. I mean, mm. not. I, I think you were very sensitive to the situation, and sure. you were very careful with the details, as you should be, because you've been entrusted with things. Mm. And uh, you don't share those with me unless you absolutely have to. Correct. So I appreciate that. But but you know, you're sort of working the process. You're telling me the details, and unfortunately, I think I gave you probably the response you didn't mm. really want to hear. Yeah. Yeah, ba- and and you know, it, I knew it. I just y- you always know it. It's you. It's just kind of that moment for me. I do it with business. I do it with anything that I I strive to be subpar with mm-hmm. or above. No, I'd be. You you know what I mean? Not yeah. not mediocre. Yeah, right. So you subpar crush would it. be bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah any anything it. that I choose to be better than average at, mm-hmm. you have those moments where you just almost want to find an out. And as soon as you find someone that validates that, it's game over. You yeah. Know? And and the the more you you find someone who tells you uh, what you did, which is basically you're either in or you're out. You're either completely in or you're completely out. And I mean that's you know that that is that is the difference. You you either decide that you're gonna make it work no matter what with anything in life, and mm-hmm. then you either do or you don't. Right. It's a little Yoda action. Right. You either do or do not, right? Correct. I mean, it's it, but <clears throat> as silly as that sounds, when you when you're in a headspace, 
that allows you to entertain the idea of both being in and out. Mm. You no longer have um, uh, your your creativity is constrained, mm-hmm. right? Uh, because it doesn't really know what problem to solve, yeah. right? But when you come back and you say, I'm completely in, so now you've taken a whole set of options off the table. Right. Now your creativity can kind of work within a constraint. Yep. And, and what you sort of want to do when you're thinking about hard problems is you want to eliminate a variable that will take half of the stuff off the sure. table, as much off the table as you possibly can. Yeah. Because the moment you do that, you're working with a, a, a far smaller set of possibilities. Yep. And I, I had a, um, I think it was an art teacher uh, when I was in middle school. Uh, she said something to me that I just thought was so cool. She said, creativity requires constraint. Hmm. Some, mo- so many people think that creativity is, it, it should be unlimited. Right. But it's actually much more challenging hmm. to be creative in an unlimited space. It's a wise teacher. Right? Uh, as opposed to a limited space. Yeah. So she would put four dots on the page, and then you were to work a picture yeah. out of that as opposed to a blank page. Right. Right? And that required hmm. so much more creativity because you had to work within that constraint. So the challenge is not to create unlimited possibilities. The challenge is, is to actually get yourself into a constrained situation so that your creative faculties can come yep. online and do something interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But the, if you're living in that space, it's very, very challenging to, to bring something creative. You know, and also... The, what I realized with that is when, you, when you're living in that space, when you've, when you've kind of started narrowing that down and, and you have a, a good path to go on, um, you, it doesn't actually make you feel any better to realize that or to, to you, no. know, you know, have someone say, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It, it, you know, to have you say, sit there and tell me what I already know and what I, I secretly want to hear. It doesn't actually bring any comfort, mm-hmm. but what does bring comfort is the fact that I know I'm the type of person that actually won't, truly wants that life. Right. Because even though, even though I want someone almost to give me an out that I can't give myself, when I realize I can't actually do it, it makes me feel better, you know? Right. Um, and I, I yeah, think you didn't that's look overly comforted no. on the other side of the table. It's and I, not. Hate, I think yeah. I, I think I found myself several times apologizing. Yeah. I'm like, man, I wish, I wish I could just tell you yeah. to do or don't do. Right. But at the end of the day, that has to be the only thing I can really do. And I think the, really the role of a really good accountability partner mm. in any scenario is to, is to really clarify the questions and not give you the answers. Mm. Right to make sure that the the question you're asking is the right question. It's a very clear question, and you understand yeah. the outcomes of both. Right? I mean, it's, absolutely. Uh, because it it is the it is sort of the default. You know, as you as you form a tribe, you sort of want tribes of people who think a lot like you. And so, it, as a human, there's this desire to like just tell you, mm. right? But I fought that, and I, I got to tell you, it wasn't easy because I wanted to get into the details. Who doesn't want to get into nitty gritty yeah. details? I mean, that's fun. Yeah. Like, it's so fun, so <laughs> dirty, and just. Mm. Uh, but you don't want to do that if you want to be a good friend, yeah. right? If you want to be a good friend, or you want to be a good brother in Christ, mm-hmm. what you really want to do is help people understand the options. So the option for you essentially was in or out, mm-hmm. right? And and that's the only question right. because you can't answer any other questions until that question is answered. Yeah. Everything else is hypothesis and yeah. stupid, just fun thought, right? It's also interesting that I found myself um, kind of going on what you said at the beginning where I've, I almost had like a, a relapse, but I, I thought, you know, I was in, or I, I thought that I had, had made that decision, but it was, it wasn't until this happened that I kind of realized some places where I allowed myself to start walking sure. down again. Yeah. 
Um, and, and really the, the thing I love about the kingship model is that it doesn't matter what she decides. It helps me so much because she's 110% in it all the time. Right. Um, even when I have my own baggage, but it doesn't, I'm learning. It doesn't matter even when she's not. And that's, that's when it's so cool because we can sit there at lunch when we're, you know, she's way out there pissed off at me and, and I'm doing the same thing and I can just still love her and still decide what the path that's, you know, best for us to move forward. Dude, man, yeah. I'm telling you emotionally, that just gets me so much because I think that's God's position. I agree. He, he took the, is it going to be, or isn't going to be off right. the table? And he's just in, Yeah, man, he is so in, you wrote something in, in, in the, uh, in the comments of our Slack channel not too long ago that I got to tell you, man, it still rings in my ears. Mm. And that is just that you are finding that you love people more. Yeah. Me too. Absolutely. Oh my God. That is changing my life. It is. Yeah. Um, I, I, there's a, another podcast that's going to come out soon. I introduce a concept that sort of hit me pretty hard. And it's like, are you a head Christian or are you a heart Christian? Yeah. And I've been a head Christian for a long oh, time. Yeah. It's not, it's really hard to tell the difference to be honest, because you don't ever, the language is the same. Yeah. You, you, feel, but oh my God. Yeah. There's, and, and you know, there's also something I want to point out about that too. Um, what I'm learning is not just that, I genuinely am starting to love people, but it's that the only way to do that is to actually do it first. And not only that, but when you start doing it first, you attract people that want to do the same thing. Oh, man. You know what I mean? And it's, it's not even, people don't even have to be on the same level of, I, of, you know, thinking Christ centered love and, and, and acting it back to you. It doesn't matter. That, that's you exactly what you were just saying. It, it, it do doesn't it. matter anymore what the response Correct. is. And and it and we did we did this in another podcast with Martin. I, I forget which episode it's going to end up being, but but that's what we're talking about with the kingship model. When when you no longer need people to right. define you, yep. you can finally love people. Yep. Right. You can finally love them. Absolutely. But when you need them to respond to you and to cherish you and to love you back, yeah. You actually can't really love people. Right. I, I like what Jesus has to say about this. Is even the heathens like the people who like them. Right. Even the heathens do that. Right. That's not what mm. you're. It's it's so crazy. Yeah. Man, and, and the gospel is just becoming so simplified for me now. It's just such a simple, you know. And G, they they came to Jesus and they said, "Look, you know, what's the two things?" And one of them was, uh, "Love your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might." Blah blah blah. Right. Have no other gods before me. Right. Yep. It's a, one of the commandments as mm. well. Right. And the other one was love your neighbors yourself. And sort of one of the aha moments for me that really just took me back was that you can't do the second yeah, there's one. There's an order. Yeah, there's an order. Yeah. Oh my God, there's an order. Yeah. You can't do the second one. You right. can't love your neighbor as yourself unless God is sitting on the throne of yeah, your heart. Yeah, you don't know what it looks like. You don't know what... You don't have a clue. Mm-mm. And and also, you're living out of a model where you still need it first. I. You know, not only to, do you not know how to give it, but you're still not even getting it. Or, or at a bare minimum, you need something back. Right. You know, like you're, yeah. maybe you're willing to make a little investment, right. but you're expecting something back, man. Yeah. You got to get it. That's a good way to you put only it. have so many assets, and where are you going to invest them to get the most back? Well, the reality of it is, is once you step into the kingship model, mm. and God is your provision. Yeah. And for love, for security, for finances. The answer is clear. You're going to get it from God, and you can get as much as you want from Him and yeah. give it to as many people as you want. One of the things that I thought was sort of a pivotal moment, I don't know if it was for you, but while we were talking, 
you said something, and this is not going to be a phrase. I think this is going to be a phrase a lot of people are really going to familiar with. Going to mm-hmm. be really familiar with it. I don't know how long I can. I don't know how long I can do this. And when my wife and I, so we've been married for 21 years, and one of the things that we sort of learned is that when we start taking care of ourselves and we stop taking care of each other, our marriage is very quickly going to go on the rocks. Mm. Within weeks of those kinds of decisions, mm. we're fighting, we're angry, we're not up. I mean, like we're, we could easily go from zero to divorce in a matter of a month yeah. if we start taking care of ourselves. Right. But, but if you don't, if, if you think that your provision is going to come from your wife, then what are you really doing? You're kind of on it always monitoring and adjusting. Right. Oh, how much am I getting back? Here's how much am I putting in. Right. And then you're like, well, when you stop getting stuff back, then you go, well, I can't do this much longer. Yeah. Well, of course you can't because you have this limited bank account and you're spending your bucks yeah. and nothing's coming back in. It's exactly the boat that I found myself in. And that's where it's easy to confuse that you're actually all in. Right. Um, you know, because you're not, but uh, it, but it only, it, you, when that first time that you start on that mindset comes, you still feel like you're in. And then you realize by the time you get to the, 15th, 16th step down mm-hmm. that road that you're right. not anymore. Man, dude, I love that idea because the answer is, I, so So I think I told you during our conversation, I said, how long do you have to quit smoking to have quit? Mm, yeah. Oh, I remember that. And the <laughs> unfortunate answer to that is forever. Yeah. Right? How much must you give? How many times must you forgive your brother? Right. To have forgiven him enough? And the answer is seven times 70 or... Forever. Yeah. Forever. That's the answer. And if it we're not at forever or you're not dead yet, then the answer is you quit. Right. And and what's and I, it's such a painful thing to say to someone, but they need to hear it because what is really going on is you've taken God's provision and you've stopped it at yourself. Right. And you said, I'm gonna keep this. Mm. God gave me this energy, this life, and I'm gonna hang on to it. Right. And it's gonna be it's gonna bless me because I'm not getting what I need out here. But whenever you sort of that, uh, flip that around, you start to realize where your provision really comes from, and that is an unlimited source. Man, you, you can no longer... What, to, to your point, I like what you said, because I think the right answer is, I prayed about it. Yeah. You got to go back to the source. Yep. If you're feeling exhausted, if you're feeling tired, if you're feeling like you just can't do it anymore, the chances are you've disconnected from the source, man. Yeah. And I want to make that really clear. I mean, that is not been my first go-to. Man, me neither. I, I still have a reminder on my phone every morning because I'll forget if I don't. You know, it's got to go off when I wake up or I'll just, I won't do it. Well, because, and this is with the other thing that we talked about, right? That's because you're still consciously competent. Right. You're not unconsciously competent. Right. You're not, right? I mean, yep. and we know that because you have to remind yourself. Right. But those little moments give me a, that little taste that is coming, you know, because it's, <sighs> I know, it man. wasn't, oh, it's so powerful. It wasn't conscious, you know. Dude, it's so powerful, man. Yeah. Uh, I, I got to tell you, like I said, it was it was a hard conversation, mm-hmm. uh, not just, I think, from the receiving end, but it was hard for me to do because you. I think at one point you had left the table, and I had this, man, this horrific feeling. I was like, am I telling this guy to destroy his life? <laughs> like, am I giving him bad advice? Mm. And the only thing I could think of is I just told him to love somebody unconditionally. <clears throat> I can't be, that can't be bad advice. Yeah. It just, it just can't be. Yeah. If it is, then everything that we're doing here, everything that we know about Christ is just wrong. Yeah, Man, I, I tell you, your honesty and your transparency and your willingness to come back to the table, if you guys, 
if you're out there listening, man, and you find yourself in this situation, maybe you've got divorce papers at the lawyers. Guys, you are not locked into a path. (laughs) Man, right now you can make a phone call and you can stop and you can roll that back and you can make a new decision. And that new decision can be, I am not quitting. Yeah. And how long do you have to not quit? Forever. Right. As soon as you make that decision, I promise you the creativity necessary to stay in that game, guys, because that's going to become your necessity, it will surface. Yeah. Yeah, I really loved what you you talked about that day about the boat. Um, You remember that? It was kind of like a new metaphor for you, I could tell, but... Yeah, I was... Actually, I asked you, I was like, man, I'm working on this metaphor. I don't know if it really works. Uh, (laughs) And it's, it's like, it's like, it's... It's the seas, man. The seas of the world. Everybody, oh, in this world, you must have suffering. (laughs) It is true that the sea that you're in, that the boat that you're riding in, the sea that you're in will always be rough, man. There's going to be rough. There's going to be calm spots. There's going to be rough spots. The only difference is the kind of boat you decide to ride in. Right. I mean, I actually came up with a whole new one uh, today, dude. I I love that one. I I did too, but it just wasn't, I wanted to refine it. Okay. Okay, so have you? Do you I assume you've flown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I flew. I fly a lot for business. Yeah, I was estimating uh, this weekend. I think pushing a hundred times. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But so anyway, so um, you ever had turbulence? Oh yeah. Like bad. Always turbulence? coming into Denver every time. Okay, I've had horrific turbulence. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you know this, but if you're in an airplane, you still know what up and down is. Right. And like I saw the front of the plane Can go. Can I say what that is? What My is scientific that? nerd? Yeah. It's called proprioception. No kidding. Yep. It's your uh, brain's gyroscope. Sorry. Write that down, That's why kids. you can spin in a chair and stop and know exactly because your thing's going all weird. Anyway. Go okay. Ahead. No, actually, a totally side note, but you've got to watch the uh, AOPA, the uh, uh, Pilots Association of America. I forgot what the first part is. Hmm. They actually do an experiment on which way you should do the stick after they spin mm-hmm. you around in a chair. And by about uh, when, when the chairs actually stop, the guy's still hard left because mm-hmm. he still thinks it's going right. around because he's got that little fluid. Run. Yep. Anyways, exactly. anyways, so I've been in turbulence is so bad that you literally see the front of the jet like down there and then back up here again. Mm-hmm. Okay. And there's, there's sort of two types of people on this aircraft. There are the people who are horrified right. and absolutely certain that they're going to die. Yeah. And then there's the business dude who's asleep. Yeah. Like he could care less. Right. Like, it, and, and to me, that is what it's like to have Christ in your life and to really get it. Hmm. The turbulence is the same for everybody in that aircraft. Yeah. And for some people, it's the most horrific experience they've ever had in their life. And for other people, they're asleep. Right. They don't Man. know better because it's it's unconscious. Well, they, they don't. They're like, I've been here, done right. this. I I have faith that aircraft's going to get me there because I've been in this situation before. Yeah. I know what this feels like. Whether it's the boat or the plane, that concept is still just so fundamental because, I you know I've I've actually shared that with with my girlfriend a lot of times and we've talked about this idea because she's she's just been through so much in her life and much more than I hopefully ever have to go through. But sure. basically, we've just talked about this idea that I I didn't really realize what it was until a couple years ago. Um, but basically just this concept that I've always felt in myself that no matter what happens in life, mm-hmm. I'll be okay. You yeah. know? And it's, it's not a matter of, of, Oh, I'm just optimistic. It's like I could lose everything and I know that I'm okay. Sure. And I think I've narrowed that down to the Holy spirit. Right. Um, and, and it wasn't until I kind of shared that with her and, and she had said that she feels the same way that we kind of, she, she calls them absolutes. You know, if she lost like her absolutes, she'd still be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but anyway, just just to go on what you're saying, it's 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 building that boat better. It's it's falling asleep during that turbulence because you know no matter what happens, you're going to be okay. I also tend to think that um, you know uh, when the devil came and tempted Jesus, he, he basically three shots at it and he mm, left. Right? right, it was a Super Bowl. He could have won the whole game right there, and he and he gave up on three. And I think part of the reason why he gave up on three was is God had made that decision. Hmm. He he wasn't he was he wasn't backing down. He right. was going all in. And I'm not saying that your problems are going to go away. No, but I am saying that you're going to be like that business guy on the jet. The turbulence is still going to be there, but the way you interpret that as well, it was an okay flight or it was the most horrific flight of my life right. fundamentally changes whenever you say to yourself, "I'm in. God's got me." This is going to be okay. It's right. all right, right? Yeah. Thomas, could you find the verse um, that talks about, I, I think it might be in Proverbs, or maybe you might know it, where uh, it, it talks about actually reveling in the in the hard times? You know what that is? There's actually more. There. There's several. Yeah. There's several, because but, I think Paul has a, right. has a similar one. I think one. that's, so it would be Proverbs. Yeah. But um, that verse is so fundamental because you actually start to like them. You actually start to welcome hard times right. because you realize you're not growing and and you feel these extended periods of good times and you realize that it's just stagnation. That, oh my God. Yeah. What if people started looking at extended periods of good time as stagnation? Because right. it is. We, we, so uh, one of the, one of the metaphors that I really liked was this idea of a runner, right? And a champion athlete is not running your local five Ks. Mm-hmm. He could care less, right? right? That same champion athlete has got blisters, his toenails are coming off, and all kinds of craziness. He's exhausted, but he's smiling. Right. Man, and he, he picked the hardest course, the longest course, the most... I mean, they have some insane courses now. It's like uh, a century. You can run a cent- 100 miles, whole... Or maybe it's kilometers. I don't know, kilometers, miles, whatever. It's a long freaking ways. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's crazy. I it's don't, craziness. I don't understand running at all. Me neither, because I, I, I don't run a run to the mailbox, yeah. right? But these guys, man, 100 <laughs> kilometers or miles or whatever it is, these guys, and they're always upping their game. Mm. Like, the, So there's one guy I read about. He like did one of those and then immediately did a marathon or something crazy. The very, I think it was the Boston Marathon the next day. I think the first time we, uh, we had the men's group, I was talking about the Iron Cowboy. He did... Um, 50 Ironmans in 50 days in 50 states. So he went state to state to state for 50 consecutive days and did an Ironman every day. That's insane. Yeah. Oh, but but here's the deal. For me and you, misery. Yeah. Horror. But this man is looking at himself and saying, how can I be tested again? Right. How can I keep being tested? It's not enough. And man, I tell you, whenever you sort of get it, he's when, not finding the verse. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay. Something Thanks, like. brother. It's out there, I promise. The truth is out there. Um, but but it's the question of can you change your the way you view challenges? Right. Yeah, you, that's you, what it comes down to. It's a mindset. That's exactly yeah, right. Yeah, you have the control. That's exactly still. right. So like even if you think about like even in your relationships, uh, one of the things I said, you said, well, it's been going well for so long. And I said, and then you hit this really hard moment. Hmm. And the moment had catalysts. I mean, there was reasons for it to have occurred yep. and it occurred. And the question is, is that, if you come through it, then your relationship is stronger or you quit. Right. Right. And 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 it's so powerful to come through the other side of these things. Yeah. One of the things that Martin and I said in our previous podcast was 
on the other side of the cross is your salvation. Yeah. And everybody thinks that that's some sort of like getting nailed to wood, but it's not. It's these things that are difficult on the other side of those things, man, is your salvation. It is whenever you have the confidence of Christ, where you can move boldly in life. Man, I was talking to a buddy of mine who's known me for probably a, over a decade, and he said, man, he goes, something's changed about you. He goes, man, the last last year, year and a half, you just, he goes, man, you're calmer. He goes, and you just have this weird confidence. And I, he goes, I just don't know what it is. Hmm. And in my mind, I go, I know exactly what it is. I know who I am now in Christ. And, I, I, and, I, and I, I'm not worried about being tested. Yeah. Like, let's go, man. Right. Like, let's do this thing. You know, what's cool about that is we're going all over the place, but that's actually true humility. And, and it, it doesn't present itself that way because a lot of people think humility is, um, is what actually would be shame. Um, you're, you're hiding in your insecurities. But the humility part that you just said is God basically, you know, you're saying, yes, I'm great, but it's because I'm a reflection of God. And, oh, no doubt about that's, it. That's true humility. So I think that's, that's pretty cool. Well, I, you know, for, I was never a cool kid. And so I did a great study as mm-hmm. a non-cool kid watching all the cool kids. Mm-hmm. And there were certainly the ones who, who projected. Yeah. And you sort of knew those guys, and they sort of burn out. Yeah. But then there was these guys, and even now I meet men who just they, when they enter a room, they have a cool confidence about them. Hmm. And it's not anything that they did. Yeah. You, you really couldn't say, oh, well, it's because of their cufflinks or their or I whatever. I was thinking about a Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. I was watching No, that's exactly too. right. That's exactly right. So, so there's just like this cool confidence. And the question is, is, where does that come from? Right. How do you cultivate that? And I've always struggled with that until we discovered the kingship model. Yeah. And now I realize it's not me, it's God in me. Yeah. Dude, and that's so cool, man. Sure, you're great, but I'm a reflection of God. Oh, man, I'm not even that great. I mean, that's, that's, what's, no, you are. that's what's crazy. Look, it's about a humility, right? It's like, it's like you it's so what's funny, so let's bring this back full circle. Okay. You say we're all over the place, but we're yeah. not all over the place. You said my response was prayer. Mm-hmm. He goes, that's unusual for me, but my response was prayer. Man, prayer is humility. It is You do it from your knees. Yeah, It's a place where you're going, hey, God, uh, we got a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> right? like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do about it? Right. <laughs> right? And, uh, man, I trust, your, I trust your direction, and I believe you. And, and, and whenever you know you're connected to the, to the master of the universe, your ability to move boldly hmm. just becomes magnified. Yeah. So anyways, uh, that was our journey together. I, man, I just, I really, I really just wanted to surface the fact that um, we're, we're pretty good at this kingship model, mm. but we're also leveling up, and God's showing us where our resistance is at, and we're just running into it and just setting ourselves on fire and going, what? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right? Like, man, and I love that about you, and mm. I love that about the men in the group, and I, I just encourage Christians out there to say, uh, you know, instead of saying, what am I going to get out of this relationship? What am I getting out of this marriage? But instead just say, I am all in. Yeah, I am going for this thing. And I don't even care because my provision comes from Christ. Yep. And your world, now, it, guys, your world's going to change. Maybe the person you're, you're in partnership with doesn't change at all. Right. But the crazy part is you won't care anymore. Yep. And, and you don't know until you get there. Man, and that's so freaking cool. It is. So thanks for uh, keep coming back to the table, brother. You are an amazing man. I am so excited about uh, your future and just your ability to process and self-reflect. And I, I know that you bringing that to this podcast mm-hmm. is helpful for a bunch of people out there. It's tough to talk about difficult times. We all want to act like we're, we get, we're on top of it. Yeah. 
But man, you're you've got the right inclinations. And, Thanks for uh, proving that you're always there. Man, I love you, and uh, you you guys do more for me than I do for you, I promise you. So uh, thanks, guys. And thanks for uh, listening to the podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please be sure to leave them in the comment section. We respond to everything. And (laughs) subscribe. If you're not subscribed, I mean, are you all in? You know what I mean? I don't think you are, so subscribe. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Later. Later.